0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your guide's Love Podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I'm here with Olivia Bryant, and she is the creator of Self Cervix. Welcome.
1: Hello. So good to be back on your yes, show. Yes,
0: definitely. So you have an exciting uh, announcement.
1: Well, I do. I do. I'm um, <laughs> creating um, a, a wild... A magical journey um, about creating, uh, moving into sort of non ordinary states through orgasm, the cervix in particular. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's quite a, um, I'm describing it as the psychedelic cervical orgasm, and I'm describing it as interstellar lovemaking. And so for people listening to this, they might just think all of us, they might be thinking, oh, this woman is just wacky. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be completely fair enough because I think that this is a brand, this is a new conversation and yet it's also an ancient one. So we're sort of returning, I say returning to an ancient future where these um, possibilities of awakening and discovering and expanding consciousness through sex was a thing. (laughs) so you know it's definitely different than mainstream sexual experience and that's what self service is ultimately bringing into the world is sort of sexual healing for the purpose of experiencing these incredible blissful states and divine unions and inner union through orgasm
0: Mm. Mm, yes and everything you just said i'm like oh so powerful because i think that um you know, we're going through this period where there are more and more people that are are waking up to the fact that they can experience more pleasure sexually. But I still feel like overall, there's a lot of people that are not experiencing that because, you know,
1: we're still in a bubble here. Yeah. (laughs) I, I really honestly want to acknowledge that like I'm in a massive, I'm in this very small bubble which seems really big like I could go oh it feels like everybody's talking about it but actually I just need to go down walk down in the street in my you know the city where I live and you know most people would not be having these kind of conversations so it's a it's a very privileged conversation I want to say like I mean we're getting to work on you know these conversations you you can't really have them if you're in a survival conversation if you're like surviving life which most which most people in the world are actually surviving life, right? So there's 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 some of us that are very lucky and that we get to have these conversations about, okay, so we've got our foundation sorted, like I've got enough food on the table, I can eat, I can pay my bills. Now I want to explore expanding my pleasure and what I can receive into my body. And, you know, it sometimes feels to me difficult to have these conversations when, you know, there's so much struggle in the world. But I do think like you know, I always thinking of this human organism and there has to be some of us that are kind of, you know, really working on healing our trauma and, you know, like creating more and more, like, um, I guess, positive energy inside of our beings uh, so that we can be useful in the world and help others and give. And, you know, so this is, you know, this is the territory that we're talking in. So yes, it is a, it is a, <laughs> um, and I also want to say like, You know, I think the first conversation is, you know, maybe you didn't even know that your cervix was orgasmic. Maybe that your cervix is, you know, you think you think about the gynecologist, or you think about like I'm going to birth, so I'm going to, you know, look at my cervix looked at, or you know, maybe you've heard of someone having cancer or HPV, you know, and so the cervix has kind of got this messy medicalized reputation. And for the majority of women that I encounter and people with cervixes, um, you know we have you know it can be painful or uncomfortable, and they try not to touch it during sex because it hurts and um so yeah the the first piece of this work was is healing and creating sensitivity at the cervix that's not painful, so yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's really important because I personally, that's why I interviewed you the first time is I was like, whoa, what is she talking about? I want to go deeper to that because I had just discovered the G-spot. I was like, whoa, this is such an amazing Im- magical <laughs> experience. Then you're going, hey, girl, let's go a step further, you know? So go into this for people that are like, wow, um, mm-hmm. I had no idea. I'm only having, maybe they're having G-spot, maybe they're
1: only having, Uh, clitoral orgasms maybe they're non-orgasmic yeah yeah um, I'll go into it so um, I just I first of all want to just say there can be a tendency to put these hierarchies on orgasm and I want to just you know all orgasm is medicine and each orgasm and anything that you're having even even pleasure even if you're not orgasmic yet it's all beautiful medicine Um, so I think you know the cervix seems to be this Um, So first of all, I think the important thing to know is that it is the most, it has the most neural connections to your brain than any other part of your reproductive or sexual anatomy. And this would make sense, right? It's so vital for reproduction, but the, this neural connection is like a super highway of information traveling from your cervix to your brain. It's a lot of information. It has the capacity to send a lot of energy all the way up through those three nerve pathways up to your brain. And so it makes sense that not only, you know, not only is it so important for reproduction, but it also has this other function can tap into extremely profound states of orgasm. I always think of the cervix as like this pathway with these two sides. One of it is birthing us into manifesting into physical form right and the other is we get to orgasm back to non-physical back to source um whatever whatever you believe in uh, uh, you know wherever whatever whatever we were once or still are i don't know our, let's call it our energy body so we get to um experience that aspect of us as well so to get to that state um you know, first of all, we have to feel safe to be in our bodies. First of all, we have to know how to deeply relax. And for many of us, uh, being in the body is actually just not a safe experience. I mean, you know, you're a woman walking down the street, especially in dark, you you know, you walk, you're kind of vigilant, like, is there anyone behind me? You know, like, you know, you can feel very vulnerable being in a female body. And, you know, um, or any other minority body, but, you know, like, let's just say both of us with cervixes, you know, we have to be a little more vigilant. Um, and so, yeah, so we're undoing a whole, like, hundreds and hundreds of years of, of, of not feeling safe in the body and having traumatize, a traumatised body and having trauma around thoughts about sex, um, masturbation and ple- self-pleasure. Um, you know, historically, the the mind and the body in, in religion had to be was separated and it was considered that to reach God you had to leave your body and what we're saying is actually you can use your body as a pathway you move deeply into pleasure deeply into your body and learn how to surrender once you feel safe to get out of the way and really let go of control so that ultimately you can completely release into these states and you know it's a, it's an interesting thing because you know you can't make these things happen you cannot control them it's different i think with with something like a clitoral orgasm where you can put a full powered vibrator on there and you can actually sort of you know you have a much more of a chance of sort of making something happening happen at a physical level and what we're talking about here is 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 going through the physical so there's a lot of arousal and a lot of pleasure but you're activating yourself to such a level that you are able to um you're, you're moving towards a more energetic state of being this is high very high frequency very high vibrational space and um to to then be able to relax into is like falling asleep and that is the that is the the, the, the easiest way I can describe it in terms of letting go. Like when you're going to sleep at night, if you start watching yourself, like, am I, am I asleep yet? Am I asleep yet? How am I feeling? <laughs> Do I feel What's going on in my mind? You know, there's just no way you fall asleep. Have you noticed you fall asleep when you're not watching? <laughs> you never remember the minute you drop off to sleep. Yeah. And so it's this—it's a very interesting thing where I can give you the training tools. I can give you—I can give you practices and processes to prepare your body. But when this thing opens up in you, it's because you—you're you're now safe in your body. You—you you understand how to communicate. You understand how to start letting go, really letting go, and then it will just happen. And so. We come we live in this sort of um, paradigm where you know we want things to happen quickly or we want to make something happen. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges of this work is we must go back to being slow, being patient, being accepting, being self-loving, and having no agenda for our sex, se- for our sexual experience other than um, my my right to enjoy myself you know, like my agenda is to just, to, to sink into my, to pleasure and connection with myself or my, my lover. And then what unfolds is, is kind of out of your hands to a degree in the moment. It's funny. You learn all these things and then you have to let them go. Mm.
0: I love that you just said that because I was actually just on a call and they were talking about the importance of surrender and
1: letting go. Mm. Yeah, but it's and- a funny thing, isn't it? Because they're like, oh, yeah, you got to surrender. And it's like, I can't, what, 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 what do you mean by that? Like, like I remember when I was young, like training in all of this like, or just going to these workshops and like, you have to surrender and let go. And I was like, now I feel less able to let go because I'm trying to make myself surrender. You see, the surrender is actually a physiological state in the nervous system. It is, it is a part of the nervous system that, you know, um, it's connected to the cervix and it allows you to, it's either puts you into freeze if you're unsafe. So you become immobile, like you just, you know, that you're just like totally frozen, you can't move. And if you're feeling safe, you're also immobile, but you're in bliss or you're asleep yeah so it's not like some woo woo kind of like oh just surrender and let go it's literally a state in your nervous system where you feel extremely relaxed and safe so one of the things that is important for the for the um kind of um build towards sexual orgasm i suppose though it's not really a build it's more of just like a a plane of arousal it's like it's dancing between the two sides of your nervous system one is arousal and one is relaxing so you've got to keep checking in with your body and checking in with your breath and checking in with your tension in your body because you know if you're a flat fan of clitoral orgasms you might notice that there's a, often a lot of tension around your belly and your inner thighs there's a contraction before there's like a release and in this in this uh, with cervical orgasm there isn't that contraction There's a, there's a pulsation that happens vaginally, but there isn't like a whole body contracting. Like it's like, not like that. It's, it's, it's far more parasympathetic, which means relaxed. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I love how you keep bringing up here, the importance of safety. I talk about that a lot Mm. because I think that because of the past two years and really everything going on in society, people
1: do not feel safe no 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 uh we're we're living with more stress now than our ancestors ever have because literally because of the what we're exposed to we're exposed to in the media more trauma than any of our ancestors you know we're probably exposed to on a daily basis like you just need to go on your social media account or open news and it's all there for you to see you know and so and then also just pressures that we have to we have to live with so we're dealing with the, the present moment stresses of, of, of living a life, you know, you might be raising kids, working, like trying to, struggling to make ends meet. So these are, you're in a survival mode. So it's not really that realistic to be able to go into these list states. It's kind of like, I would get really annoyed with me right now if I was listening to this and I was barely managing to just like <laughs> pull it together, you know, like, yeah, um, <laughs> um and also we're dealing with intergenerational stuff as well like you know what my mum went through what her mum went through it's all kind of passed down to me so um yeah it's deep safety it's really deep and some people will spend a lifetime just doing that part of the work trying to unwind physical trauma emotional trauma and you know like I have experienced a fair amount of trauma in my life. And so that was important for me to work on is actually just going, you know what, you know, for years, I just wasn't very orgasmic at all. And when I finally started this work, I was like, you know what, I don't, I've got to be kind and compassionate. I was leading this program and I had not had a cervical orgasm. I had not really had any other kind of orgasm except clitoral orgasm with a vibrator. And I just decided, you know what? I'm so glad to be that other people are able to have this experience because it gives me hope that it's possible for me too. So even though I was sort of facilitating the space, I had to be really compassionate that in where I was at on my journey, it was a really different place. I had a lot of unwinding to do. There, you know, I met this woman who's been having cervical orgasms since she was 11 years old. And she thought she was a freak of nature. She was scared actually by the experiences because she didn't understand what was going on in her body through orgasm. And she was actually came from quite a strict family who didn't sort of, um, didn't like to talk about sex. They used to want her to be a virgin until she was married and all of this stuff. But then she was having these cervical orgasms in secret. And now she, she, you know, she realizes how lucky she is that she gets to have these, and she, she channels when she's having cervical orgasms she's channeling information and she has to journal every time after she has sex because she's just downloading all of this stuff it's quite amazing
0: you met this woman
1: yeah 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 <laughs> I, actually, I actually want to interview you guys just I was just trying to figure out like I've just met you can I really just kind of say can I interview you but really I would
0: love to interview her oh my
1: god <laughs> yeah. I know yeah <laughs> So I'm just going to, you know, see if I can get to know her a bit. And cause yeah, I think she's not, she's not like me where I talk about these things so easily. She's, you know, she's a lot more reserved. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's
0: okay. I never thought I'd be doing this either.
1: <laughs> and here I am. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but yes, I love that you just brought up that example for people listening being like, Hey, listen, even yeah. if you've never had this experience, this should be hope for you. Of like, Hey, look what could happen the potential of
1: of, wow there's always another level of pleasure there's always more for women which is what I love yeah and and so yeah I I guess it's important to just say that like yeah I didn't come into this is like this orgasmic you know superstar kind of like Mm -hmm. wow look, I can do all this I didn't at all it was the absolute opposite and I think also no matter where you're at doing work like this it deepens your pleasure path and meets you where you're at no matter what. You know, like there's, like even me, now I say, I don't know where the end is to this because, you know, I don't know if it's going to get deeper. Like it, I imagine it's just going to get deeper. That's what I imagine. I don't know if there's an end. And so wherever you are now, you've got there's like just a little bit further you can open on this path. Yeah. And it's like where it leads to, you just, you've got to let go, you've got to let go of it and have, you know, just be more focused on the process of healing your body and exploring what, what pleasure can feel like. And, you know, when I was also, one of the things that I was, that I did very early on was, you know, in the, in the masters and Johnson's bell curve of orgasm, which is like, there's a, there's a rise of arousal. There's a, um, a plateau phase where you're just about before orgasm there's a little bump and there's an orgasm and then there's a steep drop so it looks like a bell curve when I would get into the plateau phase which you know you're pretty well aroused I would pretend that I was in an orgasmic state and I would say it out loud I'd be like I'm in an orgasmic state and I would imagine that all of the little pieces of pleasure were these little mini orgasms running through my body So I just put my mind into forward into the future and decided it was already happening and enjoyed what was there. And what I notice, and I think that that really helped me actually. And what I notice is women, people with cervixes saying, like really judging what's going on for themselves, for them, not feeling like, not feeling good enough, not feeling adequate. And I think that there's a lot of pressure out there. You know, I, I was reading somebody's thing and said, you know, you should be having three orgasms a day. And like, I was mean, just like, whoa, man, that's a lot of pressure. Like, mm. <laughs> and your partner should be making you come, you know, three times a day or, you know, five <laughs> times a day or whatever it is. And I'm just like, wow, man, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on us. And there's a lot of pressure on partners. Like, mm. you know, what feels healthy for you? That's all that matters. Mm.
0: And that was like a meme or something or what? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah oh, yeah. God. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes, I so agree with you on that. And I think that that just exacerbates problems that people
1: already have. Like. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Pressure. And like, you know, what I, what I like to think is, you know, this is less about the doing now and where I'm working. It's more about learning how to be as natural as you can be. Um, and that actually is it's hard.
0: <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when you,
1: you know, if somebody tells you to be yourself, you're kind of like, which self? <laughs> How do I be myself? You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of you know, just being relaxing back into your naturalness rather than doing and striving and pushing and trying to control and trying to have an experience, just being like, I'm here, I'm feeling, I'm experiencing being and you know relaxing around the experience and then this you you drop into this what what we call the ground of your being it's when you can be truly present in your naturalness and you're just like dropped into your body and you're just with what is happening now you're very much in this ground space right and that is like there's no past there's no future you're just here and there, from that place where this, the, the present moment seems to extend and expand because that's where you are, that's when these orgasmic experiences come up. They don't happen if you're watching for it to come into the future and you're thinking, is it coming? Where is it happening? Or you're thinking, oh, well, this didn't happen last time. I doubt it's going to happen now. It, it can only emerge when you're fully in your ground You're fully in the ground of your being. Yeah, that then you're you can surrender because you're not you're not you're just not there anymore judging, analyzing.
0: Mm, I love that you
1: just said that because I think that that's that's like the
0: spiritual lesson of all this, right? Is the being present because it's like that's the magic because that's really all there ever is. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: so, you know, if this is the thing, it's like this is spiritual work. It's spiritual development because, you know, like that isn't like not these two lessons, presence, being in the present moment and non-attachment. And what happens when you are going into these experiences, you're, you're not attached to outcome, but you're also not attached to your identity. Like it's crazy. You just let let go completely. You just, you become no one, you become no thing. You've got no past and the future. You're just being, you're, you're a soul being the beautiful heart that's expanding in a cervix. that's orgasmic. <laughs> mm, yes. I love that. And I love that you
0: bring up non-attachment because I think that sometimes we get so focused on like how things should look. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, how things should look, you know, whether it's, <laughs> We're going back to what you said about that meme. Like, that's just crazy expecting people to have a certain amount of orgasms a day. Like, that's just, I'm like, man, of all places, sex should be the one area of life where people come to it and it's this flowing, joyful, expansive experience for both people, not a place of pressure.
1: Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, And unfortunately, because we're so wounded around sex in general, there's a lot of wounding our egos are in the, are there. There's so many messed up, there's so many tricky dynamics, you know? And I, I think, you know, I, one of the pressures that, you know, I can succumb to is, well, not really anymore, but definitely it was a big thing for me. Like, because I didn't feel like I could surrender, you know, I felt like my partner's men, cause I, I, I'm heterosexual. So let's say men who Their wounding is around performing and like making my, you know, being like the hero of the situation. And I made my partner come have an orgasm, right? So that narrative that I think sits around men, I can, I could feel that. And so when I wasn't particularly orgasmic, I always felt like a failure. And I always felt like they would feel like they were a failure because my body wouldn't do what they were trying to make it do. And that is such a messed up dynamic. You know, it's so out of date. Where somebody else, somebody else has the influence, has somebody else's. It's because of him that or them that I'm having this experience. And then what I had to learn over time was like, anybody I'm partnered with, they're assisting assisting me to experiencing to experience my orgasm, and I will probably only go as deeply as I can. I can be with myself and let myself go and feel, and I've trained myself to be with my sensation. I could have the best lover in the world, but if I don't feel safe in my body, if I haven't learned to train myself to deeply feel, doesn't matter what they do. I'll be up, up in my head. I'll feel pressure. I'll feel numb. So it, it's really like taking your power back, letting your partner off the hook, And you're responsible for saying, you know, these, this is what I need. This is what I, you know, you're responsible. They shouldn't have to mind read. They shouldn't need that pressure either. So cleans up the dynamic, my body, my orgasm. If you want to come help me, assist me, you know, in that process, um, that'd be amazing. And it's a wonderful experience when, when, when that happens, Um, because there is a whole new level of letting go that you can have when somebody else is. In action for your pleasure, in service. But th- mm. that's the key word. That the service piece is the key word. Like where it gets messed up is when somebody is 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 saying they're giving you something that they're in service, but really they're not. They're they're they're, they're doing these things to your body for their own gratification. Yeah, that can get pretty shadowy and dark. But that's very like can can get into the touch dynamics like. Like I was just saying, I'll give you an orgasm, and I'll feel really good about myself if you have one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So who's it? For? But stepping into service is about is truly honoring. You know, if I had a lover, stepping into service for me is truly honoring what I need and what in the moment. It's got nothing to do with them, unless the agreement is they can they can touch my body for their pleasure. But that's an agreement. Mm,
0: what you just said was very deep yeah i think that's also like the wounded feminine archetype we're all moving out of right because the wounded feminine is the uh you know i'm waiting for someone to give me my pleasure and give me my desires to fulfill me right yes yeah i'm like oh let's let's step into the queen
1: oh god i know it's just (laughs) um, yeah that the princess trap and we can get so stuck in that and And this entitlement also like they should know what to do and you know this rescuer are you know being rescued and it's like oh dear yeah um but you know i i i know that very well so like it's very very deep that pattern it's very very deep
0: Mm -hmm. you know what's interesting too because i've been doing this long enough it's like every culture
1: (laughs) yeah right well I mean, I think it's tied into, it's even beyond, it's so beyond, it's like forced, you know, it's so survival-based because it's all tied into um, if I'm pleasing for you, then, um, you know, I won't be rejected from the tribe or like, you know, I, yeah, I guess I just, yeah. Yeah, that's all I want to say. I think the, these when we step into shadow, we're just really trying to survive. We're not actually in an, in an empowered place. We think that if we speak up, we think that if we ask for our needs to be met, we think that if we take control and responsibility, then we'll be rejected because that hasn't been safe for for us to to kind of like stand in our power until now. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah
0: definitely i mean so go into if people listening want to learn more about the
1: course yeah so i'll share a little bit about rapture so um this course that we've got coming up it's the fourth in in our we've got a series of journeys so um i want to say if you're intimidated by the subject matter it might not be the best place to, to jump in because where we're starting at now is is there's an assuming that you've learned how to feel safe in your body. It's sort of like you've done some work around your sexuality. So where we start to, to look at is now we're starting to feel very subtle things. We're starting to learn how to feel this thing called energy. We're starting to learn how, what does it mean to surrender and how do we do that? Um, we're starting to figure out how to entrain the nervous system to bring ourselves into deep states of pleasure. And we are like, really starting to learn how do we move this energy and and I call it streaming up the body and also up the spine and what that actually looks like and it's really beautiful work because this this sexual energy it's so so very healing and so one of the practices that is about learning how to move the energy up the spine it's not like what you would think like it's not pulling up the pelvic floor and like it's not like that at all. It's it's we do things completely different at self cervix. It's all about relaxing downwards, and then there's some, a few tricks that I show you to like help you start to stream this energy up your body rather than releasing it. And it's so healing. You can, you know, your 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 spinal cord stores some of your trauma. So part of this is so that this energy can move really quickly. So it's very beautiful. Um, and yeah. It, I guess my intention for the journey was to create something that was like so, so beautiful. A lot of the other work, it's like a lot of healing work. So it can be not always that fun, but this is like full-blown pleasure and, and beauty. <laughs> That's the goal. So um, if you want to go feel like a, um, I call it an interstellar lover. You might say a goddess, like whatever you, you, whatever you um, use for that kind of upgraded sense of self this is what this program is about.
0: Yeah. I love the way you describe that. Yes. Okay. So what would be the final takeaway for all the listeners?
1: Um, Well, I think um, the final takeaway is, oh, so start to really consider your cervix when you're making love or when you're self-pleasuring. And, you know, if you're partnered with someone, they can tell you when they've got their finger or penis on your cervix And just practice relaxing down into whatever is touching your cervix. So start to include it as a possibility in your lovemaking. Start to feel it. If you haven't touched it, feel it. Like, what does it feel like? What state is it in? And then start to do the, the, the work to, to awaken it. And if and if you're really new to this work, you can go to our website selfcervix.com, and there's an ebook called How to Find Your C Spot, and it's about um, the process that I did to start to awaken sensation at my cervix. So that would be where you could go if you're more of a beginner. But if you're interested in moving into a more energetic space and like learning how to stream this energy and move into a deep orgasmic state, then Rapture is coming. It starts on 19th of April so um yeah and i believe you have a little code you can give people too
0: yes definitely y'all yeah i will place all the links below i'm so excited about your program and if y'all have any questions you can dm either of us on instagram thank you so much Haley. of course